0: So wife, yes. let's make a podcast again.
1: Okay. Sounds
0: good. Alright, so we're discussing 2018 financial goals. Good place to start at the beginning of the year. Um, so 2016, we paid off our debt. Yay! Um 2017 we started our savings. We started six to month six to eight month emergency fund. If we lose all of their incomes, we would be living off of that. Um, and we started contributing again to 401k and actually increased what we were putting into it from previous level. And we was also caught up on KIDGE College Fund. Um, we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old right now. So we've got a, basically a projection of how much we think we'll need and how much we have to put into it on a month-by-month basis. And we are... We're past what we need currently, right?
1: Huh, I wouldn't say With what we need. We're past what we can target. afford. Yeah. yeah. So what, what we did was we looked at if we had been responsible from the day that our son was born, um, then how much they would have had given how much we can afford to drip into their funds. Um, and how much they would have received in gift money from family and stuff. And so we caught up to that and now we're just dripping into it. Drip, drip, drip. Yeah. Um, so 2018 we're looking at finding some kind of an account to put the kid's college fund in. Um, saving up for a mortgage for another house. Or, you know, if we don't buy a new house, I thought that could be a payoff fund, Mm -hmm. um, possibly too. Yeah um funding for a future baby possibly um because that that's or or for like medical expenses if things go wrong again because we had that happen last year twice um and then you had mentioned roof replacement
0: yeah our roof is all sorts of shoddy it's super cheap roof and it's got a lot of issues um unfortunately there's like several uh weak spots where the shingles are you know leaking and the board underneath is rotting so it's like all this patching that has to be done and it's probably better just to just replace the whole gosh darn thing gosh
1: that's going to be so expensive it's going to be like at least 5 to 10
0: yeah it's like every time you I'm think so you're mad about ahead,
1: it well, because we shouldn't have to even yeah. replace the roof. Because it was just replaced before you moved in. Yeah. And so, that was eight years ago.
0: We'll, we'll see what we can do. <coughs>
1: Alright. Well, in any case, there was something else that I wanted to do for finances. What was it? Yeah.
0: While you're thinking about that, one thing I want to mention is for kids' college fund, we're looking for some type of investments to make where we're not tied to a specific use for mm-hmm. it. So like if the kids decide don't go to college or there's more than what is necessary, we have the freedom to use to reallocate that money without paying a penalty. And so far, that's not the case with what we've found. Like, um, you know, if they decide they want to go vocational school or they join the army, you know, who knows?
1: I don't remember what it was I was going to talk about, so do not let's, remember. yeah, so okay. let's keep going. Um, so then one of the, I, I basically divided our goals into categories. So we have finance, which we just talked about, faith, home and housekeeping, parenting and homeschool, family and relationships, and then personal and health. Um, so under home and housekeeping, some of the projects I wanted to do were to, um, redesign and, and build up our playroom slash schoolroom. Yeah. So that, that, and I'd like to do that in the spring, like starting now into the spring. Yeah.
0: Put in that movement zone.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I thought we could paint the dining room, which we'll want to actually do sooner rather than later in case I get pregnant again. Yeah. So, because otherwise I can't help you. Sorry. Yeah. Downstairs bathroom also needs painted again. Yeah. Um, we need to decide whether or not we want to replace the carpet in the living room and the dining room, stain the porches, and then um, that fence is falling apart. Yeah. So that's it's another replaced. big project because we have a pool. Okay. Was there anything else that I missed?
0: Um. I mean, regular maintenance on the pole. <clears throat> like, we need Still to decide to whether done. we want
1: to open the pole this year. Because you had suggested yeah. maybe not. just save it, some money. It
0: might, it might save us a couple hundred dollars.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um, I don't know. Because if it's... If it's leaks again, then I'm not sure what we do. Because I feel like that's... It's not good to leave it completely empty. Yeah. Because the liner will right. come off. But we'll have to review that more in depth.
1: Later. Okay. So that's a replace liner issue?
0: Well, no. So the the housing behind the light is leaking. So we put epoxy putty on it to kind of fill in the gap. But the problem is that the winter, the metal will shrink and expand. And it could break the seal on the epoxy. So you just have to do the
1: epoxy. How much is that? It. <clears throat>
0: it's like fifteen twenty dollars for oh, well, then let's just do that. Tube of it. <clears throat> yeah, but if I have to get in there, like I might as well just open up the pool. yeah
1: okay, well, we'll just have to revisit it. So, I did make a list, like six months ago of when when did I last? um and this is things like. You know, cleaning the dishwasher and mm-hmm. checking the smoke alarms. And I have things divided by monthly and seasonal. So we can check mark when we last did things so that we know if it's been done this year. And if yes. it hasn't been done this year, then address it. Inspect
0: it. fire extinguisher. Yeah. Well, it's been inspected, but it hasn't been I action. keep meaning
1: to go to the fire engine house and with the kids mm-hmm. and have them reset it. Um... Because I thought I could combine it with the trip. But apparently, like, they take the school kids locally down there, so my friend down the street doesn't really want to... Fire drills. We should probably um, actually do that. Yeah, we need to start doing that.
0: (laughs) We have an escape ladder that's still in its box and probably um, Probably has to be, be like, cut open or something. (laughs) We're gonna, like, try to use it and they'll be zip-tied together in the box.
1: (laughs) Fail. (laughs) Oh, dear.
0: Uh,
1: Alright, huh, huh. so that's uh, something else that I I wanted to start keeping track of. Because, you know, the thing is, like, before 2016, our life was so chaotic. And 2016 yep. itself, we spent just trying to get back on, get on a track. Not get back on a track. Get oh, on yeah. a track. Um, and now it's, I feel like maybe our theme this year is organization. Yeah because we're at a point where we're not just trying to survive. Right. And we're not trying to just like get to where we should have been had we started before. We're we're actually getting to a point where we can
0: we started do more. we started to declutter and get onto kind of a minimalist track, but we're like we're like half minimalist or maybe 30%. <laughs> Yeah. There's still so much junk in this house, and it feels good to get rid of that stuff. Like, I really recommend it for anybody who's just feeling a little overwhelmed in general. But um, you really have to be brutal, and I don't think we've... We have
1: I certainly
0: haven't. No. Um, I still got, like, drawers full of junk, and... Yeah.
1: But it does. It makes... And it makes for more room... Like, originally, we had so much stuff in our bedroom, for example. And our bedroom's huge. What, it's like 20 foot long and maybe 10 across or something. It's a really long room. Yeah. And we had two dressers that are now completely empty. One of which we moved into a guest room, which we didn't have the guest room before. uh, Because there's junk in there. Junk upon
0: junk upon junk.
1: Yeah, now we've moved my office up here. And it's so much nicer. Um, mm-hmm. it's like two rooms in one and we have a divider between where our bed is and where my office is so that it doesn't interfere with the two spaces. Um, and it also motivates me to keep it clear because I don't want to look at the crap, you know, yeah. um, before it used to be a paper mess in my office and now it's not, but we do have a lot more room. Anyways. Okay. So home and housekeeping. So our theme for that is just get organized and take a break. Okay. Okay. So, um, moving on to family and relationships, we are still trying to have another baby. Um, last year was not the year for that. We tried and had two miscarriages, so that was a little discouraging.
0: I don't want to um, say we tried and failed, Yeah, it, it's really...
1: It, it's that's what it felt like. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is another reason why we have to have a baby expense fund, not just for if we do end up yeah. carrying the whole way, but for if we have...
0: DNC. DNC, yeah. because our insurance is terrible.
1: Um, so Thank that's you, you, Obama. another thing. Yeah, right? Um, so we need to try for another baby or adopt. I was thinking that if we're going to adopt and by halfway through the year, we haven't like things aren't, yeah, that maybe this is God's sign. I don't know. We'll have to pray about that and see. Okay. Um, but I was thinking this might be the year. (laughs) So, um, I'm, I'm probably going to start like if, if halfway through the year we don't get pregnant again or don't carry a uh, full term, um, like, because at that point, it'll be at least three months in, no. and so we'll be past the worst of it, because um, I seem to be miscarrying around eight weeks. Um, if we get past that, then we'll just do that, but um, otherwise, I think I'll start looking into adoption, and then hopefully by the end of the year, we can get that moving. Um, of course, you know, we're still going to try to have kids even after we adopt, but, you know, it's, it's a good time and we think that might be where we're going next. Okay. Um, I was going to look into being a better wife specifically as it relates to my Catholic faith, um, as far as the family relationships go, because I think the improvements that we made, like last year... Last year, a lot of what we did was just grew closer as a family and made time for each other. And I think, you know, in 2016, we've spent a lot of time just evaluating where we were and making a plan to get out of the situation as much as possible. I feel like last year, when it came to pretty much all of our categories, we really, really set about being intentional and started looking up resources and... Um, just advice about things to do in life that can improve different situations, whether it's finances or relationships or you know, educating children um and so last year was really very much a research stage and a personal journey yeah. to some degree. I feel like now we're really getting into the details of of things. I don't know would you say that's
0: yeah, I would say so,
1: accurate? okay, so.
0: And well, you're researching how to be a better wife, I'll research how to be a better husband. Aw, We'll meet so nice. somewhere in between.
1: That's so nice. Thank you, dear.
0: Oh yeah. You know what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. And then I'd like to start actually implementing a lot of the things that we've been getting into. And also, like, not just as it pertains to marriage, but also friendships and I mean, this category, Faith and Relationships, is about friendships and extended family and trying to build those relationships, too,
0: yeah.
1: um, while at the same time taking care of our, fam- our first family and our relationship yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> was there anything else in family and relationships you wanted to do this year?
0: Um, no, I mean, the podcast okay yeah, i would say is sense. a family relationship goal because the reason why we're doing it is more to inspire conversation between each other
1: yeah because you think. said
0: that <clears throat> i tend to say things that i wouldn't otherwise mm-hmm. and i think it's because we do have an audience Yeah. And there's going to be a tendency on both sides to explain things a little bit more thoroughly because we have a third party.
1: Right. Well, I think it also helps us keep a cool head because sometimes topics can get a little bit um, tense. And when you can't be screaming at each other, it helps. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So the podcast was the last thing. Anything else?
0: No, no, for there,
1: just, I think okay. that's good. Yeah. All right, so next we have parenting and homeschool. So we are currently taking um, Avatar's course, which is present play, um, which is a lot about independent learning and treating children with love and respect, just like you should with an adult. So mm-hmm. changing your approach. So I thought we could finish that course. Um, I'm actually probably about halfway through it at this point. Yeah. Because I try to watch at least a video a day. um, That's kind of what I'm averaging. So there's that. She does have a course on unschooling, but I kind of like to do my own research in some ways. Um, I also recently found out about a classical school movement, which I'm not quite sure what that is. I have to look into that, but it was intriguing from the article that I was reading. Um, so I don't know. I might look into that, but, um, aside from that, I am going to start. So Polly will be five, our oldest. He'll be five next year. So right now we're doing home preschool. Um, he was going to a regular preschool up until recently just because his friend, um, went there and before that I was working and now I'm doing it at home. Um, I'm also starting to preschool Mila at this yeah. point, which is our daughter, um, cause she's old enough to start doing that. Um, so from what I've done as far as research for our state's laws, we have to register the kids by the time they turn eight and then at that point they have standardized tests and all that stuff um before that we really don't need to tell
0: but you what, our kid's gonna be the smartest eight year old <laughs> tell
1: you what because
0: <laughs> we're schooling already and he's four
1: <laughs> but we're we're schooling <clears throat> in a way that i feel like there's not as much pressure yeah so, he does a lot of learning through play, and we do a lot of practical applications. So, we're right. out and about, and he's learning math skills, for example. So,
0: and, yeah, it, like, we make it fun. We're not, like, pressuring him. And he's taking an interest on his own, which is great. Like, he wants to know what words are. hmm And he can read a fair amount.
1: Yeah, right now, he's he's definitely finding a joy in learning which I feel as though I know personally I had that initially and then it kind of got sucked out of me to a great degree I I know like my 20s I spent most of that time just trying not to to think about learning (laughs) I mean my parents kept pushing me to try to get a master's degree and I just I was so burned out by school and the the intensity of the learning
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know it just felt it felt too forced and i I don't know that's one of the reasons why i've been drawn to this type of school um but we we did consider we're considering doing cyber school so i wanted to look into that this spring um and see what we would need to do to do that because he can start it next year yeah um and then also to further investigate our state laws and, and make sure we're within regulation there and tracking everything. I did like um, one of the things in the present play course that were suggested was doing photo books of their artwork and projects for school so that you could also give that to the state whenever you're you know, presenting your documents. Um, because you do have to document a lot of things, but it also serves as a history for your children's, children's benefit as well, so they can see what they've achieved during the year. And I really liked that idea. I thought that was a great piece of advice, um, that she had. So I'm probably going to start doing that. Actually, I'm already starting to take pictures of their artwork and things. Um, I already have the plan for the school year outlined because I did that back in August and September. So we've been, we've been loosely following it just because we, we found this unschooling thing afterwards and I'm kind of letting the kids lead the learning a little bit more. So the only other thing was looking into co-ops in the area for homeschool. The only other thing I had was... All right. Okay. So the next category was faith. Um, before I move on to that, did you have anything more about the parenting and homeschooling? Um,
0: just that I need to get more involved in, like, at least the present play course. I wonder if we I've shouldn't. I've only seen a um, handful of those videos. Yeah, you know, because I'm because I'm you know focusing so much on my day job and side business, it's kind of taken a back seat.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do think as far as parenting goes, you're doing a better job than a lot of people would balancing two jobs basically and also your family because I, well, I miss you during the week because we don't see as much of you. I do feel I at least see you for 10 to 15 minutes a day and so do the kids and I, there are a lot of people where that just doesn't happen. I know whenever we were both working, I don't feel like it happened. You know, and yeah. so we're doing, we're being much more intentional about it. And then on the weekends, you know, we make up for it more and, and everything. Um, oh, one thing with family and relationships and maybe it's home and housekeeping too is uh, it's important for me as a stay-at-home mom to just get one day (laughs) where I can get my head on because I feel like things start spiraling out of control for me emotionally and then I can't I can't do what I need to because it's just thinking at a toddler level is so different than speaking with an adult and you really have to I mean it hurts your brain (laughs) and you never think about that you know when we decide to be parents I just never thought about that but having a day to myself even if it's just a morning i just need i need time off right just like you need time off from all of your respective jobs and we need to figure out when you can have that too because i feel i feel as though i'm getting that morning sometimes and then you're not getting it and we both need it each week and I don't think it's something we can do every other week. It has to be every single week just for our sanity. Um, having some alone time that doesn't involve necessarily grocery shopping or doing the side business. Yeah. Okay. So, um, next up is faith. So I feel like in 2016, I know I spent most of that year just looking at my own past mistakes and Oh no. I was angry for a lot of the year, not at God, but at other people and trying to kind of find my way um out of that anger and that that's pretty much where I was. Where what do you have any Yeah. Commentary? I mean, that's
0: that's definitely the area that I put the least amount of effort into for reasons that we'll get into in probably a whole other episode. But, um, yeah, like, I will say it does seem to be, it is helpful to live a biblical marriage even if you're not entirely, um, what's the word I want to say? Even if you're not uh go-every-week go every hardcore
1: yeah, Catholic a hardcore or Methodist professor.
0: or you know, Christian in general. I do think there is some value in the lessons that are in the Bible. And there are lots of YouTube videos that will condense that for you in nice, easy-to-digest packages.
1: (laughs) So, that was 2016, was looking at at ourselves and our past mistakes. I feel like there was such a focus on the past, because you and I were both rather depressed that year, but trying not to think about it. Um, and we did do our marriage counseling then and everything and tried to get back on track. Um, I will say that our attitude there was that we're going to make it, even if it's going to take a lot of hard work. Um, divorce never was part of the vocabulary, which I feel like a lot of couples kind of end up in that zone. Um, and I can tell you that we, like 2017 became a time of self-discovery, of improved frequency of personal prayer where I was listening more as opposed to talking and asking for things. And the more I follow the answers to my prayer, the better things become in our relationship and with the kids and friendships and all of that.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add to the faith part um, other than what I've already said. Um, well, we can definitely do like a whole episode on that later, I feel like though.
1: Yeah. Well, in any case, so this is about our goals for faith and spirituality. Um, 2018, I was going to focus on deepening my understanding of, of my role as, as God wants it. So continuing things like the Mops group and, um. Oh no! Trying to spend more time with the sacraments and things like that was my goal. There, I also wanted to get the kids more involved in in reciting prayers and things because, as a Catholic, that's that's something that's important is having those yeah. things to go to. Um, we did get a crucifix from my parents, so that's going to go in the school room. Yeah, and so I mean, it's
0: not that the kids already don't know some prayers; it's that. Like, you want them to do more?
1: That, and they know it in Slovak a lot better than they do English.
0: Yeah. Like, we go
1: to church, and Polly does not know our father in English. He knows it in Slovak, but he can't... Because, like, at home, growing up, we always said it in Slovak, and then I guess I learned it at school. Mm. And so I have to be more conscious because... So our kids are bilingual, and I am bilingual. So we're passing on our language skills and It's kind of one of those things that's always been around for me because I grew up bilingual And so I have to make a conscious effort to remember to do both languages Um, Particularly because we are homeschooling so there are some things that come naturally to me in Slovak and some that come naturally in English so just being more aware of, of that and a little bit more intentional about the lessons I think we've started that a lot in the fall. I've been focusing on Bible stories and stuff and Polly takes a really real interest in anything that has anything to do with animals. He really likes, you know, those types of Bible stories. So that may be where we focus there. But yeah, so that that was my my goal spiritually. Did you have anything that you wanted to kinda of tackle this year?
0: Um, my spiritual goal is Mostly what I said before about just researching how to be better husband, a better father. Um, and as I said before, I feel like being a biblical family is a good way to live in general, even if you're not super into the Jesus thing. Um, so that's probably where most of my research will be.
1: Okay. That's cool. All right. So, the next category is personal and health. So, you and I both spent last year really trying to focus on losing weight. Yes. Um trying. I think the year before that w- w- it was also about reducing stress. Yeah. And 2016 was kind of about the reducing stress. But it was just getting rid of all the extra clutter in our life I mean, like that and being over involved in activities and stuff so that we could 20 relax.
0: 2016 was definitely a recovery year yeah. um, and just getting back on our feet it was like we kind of hit rock bottom as far as our, our relationship goes uh you know we sat down we made a plan and we started to get our shit together um 2017 you know we refined our plan we made great strides um and now i feel like 2018 is kind of fine tuning and tackling the last of the problem areas that are that are still being neglected yeah Because 2017, we focused on our health a lot more than we ever have before, I think, Mm -hmm. Uh, both mental and physical. I went from a 40-inch waist to a 36-inch waist, Um, and I still have a little bit more to do there.
1: Yeah, and I lost 10 pounds so far, so I lost all of my baby weight and then some, and I'm hoping to lose at least another 10 pounds. as well, because I feel I feel as though I'm carrying around excess and I want to be as healthy as possible for the next child. We were just so stressed out, it was hard to do anything for. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you have read more, less Netflix.
1: Yeah. And I think even whenever I'm doing... So, in the past, I used to try to do stretching and stuff while I was watching Netflix. Now, because of mom life... It's more like folding laundry, going through the mail, you know, working on stuff like that, or just collapsing and watching a movie, right? Because my brain's too dead to do anything, and I'm just too tired, Um, which at that point, I probably should just go to sleep. So, um, but I don't know. I think one of the things I'm having a hard time doing is, so last year, I bought that movement um, workout thing. It's like a, a program where she does like daily, daily videos that help you to work different parts of your body and strengthen them in five minutes or less. I did some of those too. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I think the process of having to pull it up on the computer and log in is just too time consuming. It's not like a YouTube video where you don't have to log in to do it, right? And so it takes that much longer and I think that's what's honestly been one of my stumbling blocks is because those extra minutes that it takes to do all that and to fight with your device, it's just, by the time I do all that, one of the kids is in my face and so I just kind of have given up on it. And I'd like to try to start doing it again this year Honestly, it's funny because I bought the year subscription, and I used it more when I was paying for it by month. Yeah. And I think it's because there's a pain point involved there that's tangible as opposed to not.
0: Do you still have access to the old content after it expires?
1: Um, so you, you have access to it only as long as you have the subscription. Okay. Right? I mean, it's not that I haven't taken away things that I do still use, like how to bend... Properly, So you're not hurting your back and, um, things like that. And she does yoga and she does yoga with kids, which is kind of nice, but I've only done that once or twice with Polly. Yeah. Um, so just being more intentional about that. He may
0: do it more now that he's older.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, so I don't know. I, I used to dance before, you know, and I stopped doing that, but it's funny because even though I was dancing and everything, I feel like I was... I was healthy in some ways and not in others. Yeah. Because I was so stressed out, it was counteracting the exercise that I was getting. So I, I do think stress used to be very unmanageable for me before, and that has helped, like, just our change in lifestyle overall has helped a great deal with that because I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose.
0: Yeah.
1: So as far as that type of health, I'm on track. But I don't know. I I would like to do my dancing stuff again. Like the, the challenge I'm having is that I always seem to get back on track and then I get pregnant again. And then it's a couple of months and like so in the past it's been, you know, we actually had children and then nine months would go by. And then there's a recovery period. And when you're nursing, it takes longer to lose weight and get back into things. It just does. Cause you're not getting much sleep and everything. So like a year yeah. will go by before you actually feel like doing anything. And then whenever we miscarried several times last year, you know, it Twice. there's right. There's a bounce back time with that too. And so I'm kind of struggling because my mental health kind of goes crazy when I get pregnant. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So it, I, I think it kind of, counters the progress that i've been making so that's been a little bit frustrating but i'm trying not to get discouraged yeah so i don't know i I would like to start doing my dancing videos and i've been doing these uh belly dancing workouts i want to keep up with those because that's something i could do no matter what i'm doing in the house it's just keeping it forefront Um, drinking more water because I always drink more coffee than water, which is not a good thing. Drinking less coffee. (laughs) Um, and you know, one of the themes I'm seeing a lot here is just getting more organized with, with things because I do feel like in general, I always thought of myself as being an organized person. And then when we sat down and actually started looking at our lives, I realized that I'm so disorganized. It's ridiculous. I may not be the worst person in the world at it, but it needs a lot of work, so. Um,
0: Yeah, and I definitely have a lot of decluttering to do myself. I have so much stuff, like I I, I used to be and still do like toys, like nerdy stuff, you know, Star Wars collectibles and dart guns and Um, it's hard to break that habit when you're so used to it and like, I'm not buying stuff for myself anymore, you know, it's for the kids, but I still have this like kind of old stockpile that like, it's kind of, it's both cluttering here and now. And also I feel like just having that stuff encourages buying more More stuff. Yeah. Stuff. (laughs) So, one of the things I need to do in Q1 is just, like, be brutal and get rid of everything that, like, doesn't absolutely bring me joy. Like, I don't need little spaceships. I don't need little figurine collectibles. The only thing that I feel like is really important to me right now are keeping a few dart guns around because mm-hmm. they are fun to just kind of like when I'm sitting in my office at work just kind of plank at stuff and it gives me something to do with my hands and um I don't know it's just something that I, I've always enjoyed anyway but I think everything else needs to go
1: yeah that the kids won't play with
0: yeah yeah well right give it to the kids or give it to Goodwill and Get out of the house. Get out of my
1: space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been focusing on um, a lot lately, especially with the move from of my office to another location. I really had to look at what was in the room we were moving things to and what was in my office that I didn't absolutely need. And just, I don't know, this past year I've gotten rid of so much stuff. It's ridiculous. And I find that I've, I've I have this tendency to hoard things that I never noticed before, but I, I do think I grew up with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's part of the mentality that I'm dealing with too, is like, I hate to get rid of anything that has a perceived value. Not even just like, this is something I could sell, but just like something that's like, you know, like somebody paid money for this thing. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It just leads to an accumulation of junk that you don't actually need.
1: And this is what's bad is we both have this tendency, Yeah. <laughs> we've really got to watch each other's backs when it comes to that because I, I think it's a trap we both fall into. I'm, it's funny too because people say that there's always a spender and a saver in every relationship. Oh no! Not with us. We are both spenders, and that was part of the reason why we got into some financial trouble. The difference being is that I was raised in a very frugal family where it was looked down upon spending, and so I kind of forced myself to be frugal when I spend. Yeah. Whereas you didn't come from that background, right?
0: Right, and that led you to a lot. Of, leads you to a lot of guilt issues when mm-hmm. you do spend money. Right. Which is, you want to, which...
1: Or you need to, right? Like, yeah. sometimes your kid just needs an extra pair of underwear, right? <laughs> yeah. But saving up until you find the perfect pair isn't always the most practical thing, so... Yeah. I don't know. That's where a budget has to Right, really or helped. you
0: didn't buy me a coffee creamer this week because it wasn't on sale. But two weeks before, <laughs> we bought you an extra coffee creamer.
1: Which never goes on sale.
0: Of the soy variety, which is, like, twice as expensive.
1: Well, that's, that. I save my pennies on your coffee creeper, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know, but there are some weird tendencies like that that I feel. It it adds, it's not just physical clutter, it adds to the mental clutter, and we both do need to address those things. Um, One thing that I have been struggling with, and it's, it's, it's something that I've been trying to figure out how to tackle, and I don't know, this might be another podcast, but um, everybody says, you know, that if you get up early and get everything tackled right away, that your life will be so much better for it and all this and that. And I do feel like when I get a start in the mornings, it is better.
0: Yeah, it is better, and also just having a regular sleep schedule kind of helps you not feel like crap in the mornings this is something that I've been struggling with this past year is just getting a decent night's sleep like I've always had this tendency to stay up really late and that just doesn't work with kids anymore because they are up with the sun um
1: speaking of which
0: so one of the things I did yesterday was I did a little research and I found in Android app. It's called sleep as Android, which is a weird name, but it's this very in-depth like hundreds of options app Um, So what this app will do is you put it like preferably on your mattress or as close to you as possible and it will use the accelerometer to see when you are moving um it will oh, even I've heard of
1: this. yeah
0: it will even record or listen to you not record but it will listen to you and if you snore it'll vibrate at you if you have a smart watch it'll vibrate your smart watch to try to get you to stop snoring um which is optional oh, you know, some people don't like to have a device that's recording them it will integrate with smart lights and a whole bunch of other different apps and devices um so just a really thorough app but the goal is to wake you when it's a healthy time to wake up when you're in your lightest part of your sleep so that you actually feel refreshed when you wake up so my target is to get 7.5 hours of sleep um and you can tell the app this you can tell it when you want to wake up and it will notify you when it's time to go to bed which is also cool So that's something that I'm trying out as part of getting enough sleep goal, getting up early. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I configured it yesterday, I hit this option that says um, select the ideal time, which was like 7.43. I guess that's about when the sun comes up. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but then it has like this half hour window where where it'll try to wake you up. So like between seven. 16 and 743 I think is what it says not exactly half an hour but yeah I don't know it's a cool app and I'm gonna try it out for the two-week trial I don't know how much it costs but sleep as android weird name but functional
1: yeah I don't know if something like that would work for me or not My, my issue is that so you get off of work around 11 by the time you come up stairs and everything mm. it's closer to 12 o'clock it's somewhere between 11 30 and 12 and i feel like i miss my sleep zone
0: yeah that's my problem too is i'm never tired at that time yeah and you really have to train yourself to be ready to fall asleep and it takes like 20 days i think to really? reset your sleep cycle.
1: that's crazy well, you know, my issue is, for a while there, I was having some success getting up by 6.30, 7 o'clock.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, again, every time I become pregnant, I get tired a lot more in those first couple months. And it throws everything off Because then I need a nap in the middle of the day. I end up needing more sleep in the middle of the night, you know. So, and then it takes me longer to fall asleep. And yeah. so I... I struggle because the kids are up at the crack of dawn and destroying things downstairs, which we've, we, I think we've, it's like just when you think you've baby proofed everything, they find something else to get into or some other way to get around what you are doing, which while it's complimentary to their learning skills and their resourcefulness, it drives you crazy because you can't get a good night's sleep.
0: And one of them will do things that the other didn't. Like, Polly didn't climb as much, but Mila, she's, she like, climbs everything. anything. anything. were like We had these, like, colorful kid, children's bookshelves that we got. Polly never thought to climb on them, but Mila has found out that, oh, these are just the perfect that I can climb up and I can sit on the top shelf. <laughs> and, or I can use them to reach something that's, you know, up above.
1: Yeah, it's infuriating.
0: Yeah. Like, you're proud of your kids for being smart and agile, but it's also aggravating.
1: Yeah, there's no good solution to it. Well, so, and then the only solution is that you're awake so that you can, even if you're not in the same room the entire time, you're close enough that you can check on them and make sure they're not getting into trouble. But then the trouble with that is you're like a zombie because you haven't hardly slept. Yeah. And, you know, I get up in the middle of the night anyways because I just kind of form that habit. I have to take a medication in the middle of the night, and usually, you know, nature calls, and I want to check on the kids. I think ever since having poly especially, I feel need to check on them for some reason. It's very rare that I don't wake up in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah. So part of my sleep research is um, I found a lot of people do what's called, like, segmented sleep which might be something better for you. So, um, one of the patterns on there was, like, um, it was, like, two main sleep periods. Like, you slept for, like, three hours, and then you were up for, like, two and a half hours, and then you go to sleep again. And the research that has been done says that that's actually the most natural way for people to sleep. Oh, yeah. That, That that's for whatever reason is how we kind of more evolved we never slept the whole way through the night before hmm. we'd be up for like a couple like hours. like
1: checking for raccoons or i <laughs> guess
0: i don't know eating <laughs> no who knows but I, like my dad would always get up and get a midnight snack uh-huh. and i think that might be part of just like he's more in tune with that and i think maybe you are because you always are up yeah um
1: well and i always get tired Around when I'm putting the kids to sleep. It's between 7 yeah. and 8 o'clock. I'm exhausted.
0: So it might be better for you to, like, get up when I come home and do a couple things. Mm-hmm. And then go back to bed, like, around 1 or 2. Right.
1: Like, how often do they recommend that you... Like... How many cycles?
0: So it's, like, two big chunks of sleep. Okay. And then, like, a 20-minute nap if you need it.
1: So if I went to sleep at 7 and got up at 11, yeah, for example.
0: I can dig up the link again. Okay, that's cool. There's like There's all these different sleep patterns, and the majority of them just don't work if you work at, like a normal 8-hour shift. Right. Like <laughs> the majority of the population.
1: Well, and see, that the one thing that I'm struggling with, and I used to struggle with this when I was working, too, was staying awake in the middle of the afternoon when I'm pregnant is especially after the first month it's inter- terribly difficult. Yeah. Um and I almost like so you start your work day at 3. I almost would need to take a nap directly after lunch or something before yeah. you start work so that we wouldn't have to worry about the kids who neither of them are napping
0: anymore. Um, Polyphasic sleep I think was the overarching term for that. Okay. Um, so if you do a Google search audience.
1: All right, I'll have to take a look at that. Um, um,
0: yeah, so if you're lucky enough to not work eight-hour shifts or be self-employed, that might be something for you to look into because a lot of them allow you to sleep less overall, like four or six hours. My dad
1: does that. Yeah. Yeah, he sleeps four hours overnight, and then he'll take one or two naps during the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know, a lot of people find it's a way to get more done without, you know, feeling crappy. Um, The, the, I guess the punchline is you just have to be disciplined about it. You have to pick a schedule and stick to it seven days a week and keep disruptions to a minimum. Like, you go out to a party, that's fine, but don't do a party every week. Don't Mm -hmm. sleep in every weekend.
1: Well, at least not until, you, yeah. not until you develop the habit.
0: But even when you've got the habit down, yeah. like, sleeping in every weekend is not really good. It disrupts right. your cycle. Right,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, I've heard that before, You should too. be
0: getting enough sleep every day that you don't need to sleep in. And that's where most of us fall down. Um, so what's next? So
1: one of the things to add to my desire for more exercise is i feel like i need to model more and honestly you and i could both model more because i do think it's important for both parents to role model that i think in the summer it's a little easier because we go on walks and things a lot for the
0: children you mean yeah
1: whereas uh, they need to learn how to do it indoors not
0: in a magazine
1: yes yeah like model good behavior (laughs) um so that was one of my goals there was to get into shape so that if I do become pregnant again, it's a faster recovery. Um, and it's healthier for the baby too. And also because that has been my motivation in the past, but now I think it goes beyond that to modeling, you know, what it is to have a healthy lifestyle. I think we do pretty good when it comes to nutrition. We don't give into their cravings for sugar and all that very often. And I don't know. You and I have both reduced the amount of sugar and salty foods and processed foods overall in the last year and a half. So I think we're doing well there. We got on track last year, Yeah. but exercise definitely needs.
0: Okay. And the next thing you have, uh, emotional intelligence.
1: Yeah. I wanted to increase my emotional intelligence. I don't know if that's something you have in your list. Um, but I feel like growing up, we really didn't learn much of any of that. And I no, actually had a boss who told me, like, told me something along those lines, which hurt at the time. You know, it was one of those things where constructive criticism really, it's helpful, but it hurts.
0: And it still took you a few years to get it.
1: Right. Well, and even then, I think emotional intelligence is something that you spend all your life trying to build. Yeah. But I think I had to figure out where I had been before I could start working on it. And it's just because now that we're parents and we're really looking at how how to handle different situations with the kids, I realize how much of the behaviors that I have fallen into were affected by where my parents didn't have emotional intelligence, you know. And, for example, we, my home, my childhood home, there was a lot of yelling and people talking over each other and being disrespectful. And, I mean, it was just normal for that to happen. And, I don't know, living in our own home, I don't want that. I want us to be respectful and loving with each other as much as possible. Not that there's not going to be fights because that just happens when you've had a crappy day and you're tired or hormonal, which happens with me an awful lot, you know, things are going to happen. But as a general majority rule, having some control over yourself would be nice. And I mean, the amount of yelling and stuff, since we've kind of gotten back on track with things or to, to where we've got more intention in our daily lives has helped a great deal. It's easier to stay in control. But I just find myself falling into a lot of the behaviors I learned when I was younger much more quickly than I'd like to. And it's getting better. I mean, I started working on this last year. I just, I'd like to be in an even better place than what I am now. So that's something I really want to work on to Improve my own well-being and the family as a whole and our, our kids
0: yeah, And it is hard to a certain extent the behaviors you learn as a child will always be with you um, just like your your primal instincts are always there. You're just building layers of control over mm-hmm. top of it. Yeah, and events like having children will chip away at those layers of control because mm-hmm. you're with them all the time they have These things that they do that just get on your nerves, and it's every day, and, um, yeah, it it definitely, having children and dealing with that is the most trying as far as emotional control goes.
1: Right, well, and I think part of that is because you see so much of yourself in them, and it's infuriating when they're doing the things that you do. Yeah. That you hate about yourself, but you're modeling that behavior and that's, that's very difficult. And also it's, it's interesting how with every child that you add to your family or every individual you add to your family, you know, you, the dynamic of your family changes. And so you just, you get on track and then. Something new or unexpected happens and it just throws a wrench in everything and you have to start over again. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot, you know, just things change and, and you have to be able to adapt and sometimes it's very hard to do that. And I don't know, I think having a solid foundation where you've dealt with your past issues and now you're moving on and and trying to... Just be aware of where you can mess up and what you can do better, like having the words to say. I always struggle with, you know, the examples aren't specific enough because so many times you read books or you hear speakers where they give you these wild general, you know, sayings or pieces of advice that it's like, well, what does that mean? Just break it down for me. That's why we liked funcheaperfree.com was Jordan really breaks down the how to do it finance and i feel like in other areas of life you really need a okay just tell me what to do you know and it it would make it so much easier but there's i have yet to find anything like that
0: yeah okay so i think that's all the like big goals we have and there's quite a large list here Yeah, yeah in those categories um so one of the other things that we are keeping in mind as we go through all this is what is the long-term goal? So we have a dream board, um, and we have have some questions for each other, for us as a family, um, to go through. So first one, where do we live?
1: Yeah, so five years from now, where do we live?
0: Yeah, um, I would say little bit bigger house maybe just a taller house would be good Um, (laughs) just
1: we're not asking for much just a taller house (laughs) i don't know
0: i i kind of like to leave pennsylvania because pennsylvania is an expensive state to live overall just gas like you go a little bit south to west west virginia and everything is so cheap um internet is crappy here there's no like good fiber providers even in the major cities it's frustrating well the cost of living
1: has been increasing every year because our um governor seems to be intent on raising all the taxes too Mm -hmm. i mean it's one thing after another and just when you think you've got things under control everything goes up in price and it's infuriating
0: it is so that's you know as far as where we want to live in five years somewhere cheaper somewhere a little bit bigger would be good um where do we work? I would prefer to be entirely self-employed in five years. Um, that's the dream. Uh, I'm currently working on a side business now. Um, and that's something I could probably go into a whole podcast series by, by itself. But other people have done it better, I feel like. Um, but yeah, self-employed. Uh, that's partially why we're trying the podcast now. And we've got a couple, one, at least one other thing on the fire. What do you say?
1: Yeah, where do we work? I'd still like to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, this is my calling. Just Not even just being a stay-at-home mom, but I feel as though 10 years ago if we were to go back, I would just have been happy to be a housewife. Yeah. And so many people think that that's not... And a desirable or, I don't know, just good calling. No. Yeah. But I feel it's my place and I do a good job of it. And it helps us to be able to afford to live on a smaller income and still lead a good life. Just me not working.
0: So one thing I will say before, you know, anybody... Has any um, preconceived notions here? When she says stay-at-home mom, like, she is a professional mom. She does the budgeting. She meal plans every week according to what sales are. She takes out so many library books on parenting and relationships and finance, it's kind of mind-boggling, honestly. (laughs) Like, I had this sack full of books to take back to the library the other day that were all due and I don't see, you know, <laughs> where where you find the time, honestly. Well, I
1: only half read um, each of those books. I have to take them all out because I don't know. I, It's funny, lately, I guess with self-help books, I get bored Yeah. faster. So I have to switch from one to the other, one to the other, make, to kind of keep the momentum. <laughs>
0: yeah, so between all that and the cooking and the cleaning... And
1: um, homeschooling. You really don't have
0: time for anything else, I feel like. Like... You've talked about trying to sell things, you know, online or, mm-hmm. you know, um, or doing a blog or, you know, um, but the time just doesn't seem to be there right now. Um, once the kids are maybe a little less demanding and yeah. play a little bit more by themselves that those things might become more feasible. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, it's just the, the season of life that we're in is very, it's it's not that it's busy. It's just intense yeah. because there's no let up, Yeah. you know, but it's, it's like a good kind of intensity where, where you're being intentional too. And, and remembering that these moments are just, they're fleeting because the kids are only under five for so long. And then the next thing you know, you know, they don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know.
0: The next so, one, what do we do? What, what do, do, we do we do? I don't know.
1: What do we do? We live.
0: Work less, yeah. live more.
1: That's it's, right. That's the
0: goal. That's what I say. Um, what is our health like? I think we already talked about that enough. Yeah, I um, think
1: we, we're we on track with that.
0: Financial situation, the same. Like, live I on think- a budget, save.
1: Well Pay I think debt. five years from now too, we'd like to be have our house paid off yeah for the mo- well, maybe not entirely paid off because it depends on if we have a new mortgage or not but we, we'd like to be on our way to doing that. We'd like to be investing more because we do have some small investments, but we'd like to do more of that. We'd like to give more.
0: yeah
1: and I would love to start traveling with the kids at that point.
0: So what do we do? We work less, we live more, travel, mm-hmm. give. Um, okay. What is our relationship status with spouse, kids, family, friends? Um,
1: I know it's a loaded question.
0: Yeah. That's (laughs) a lot to think about all at once. Like with spouse, obviously we'd still like to be loving. Um,
1: I would like to still like you.
0: Yeah. that (laughs) That would be good. I'd like to like my kids. Yeah. That would be good too. Um, I'd like them to like me. Uh, but at the same time like we still have to be authority figures. Right. We should not be our kids' friends. We should be mom and dad.
1: You know, I think I think there's aspects of friendship in parenting just as as there is in marriage. Right. But it's a different role. So because when you, you take yeah, all the pieces parts and put them together, yeah. they're very different types of you relationships.
0: You may be at times a playmate, you may be at times a friend, but you are also at times a teacher, an educator. At times you mm-hmm. are their cook and their housekeeper. Well, and that
1: changes um, things because at all times you have to keep those things in mind.
0: Yeah. And they are also not all the time just a kid sometimes. They are also a housekeeper and they have mm-hmm. their own chores to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, That's important for all of us to understand. So hobbies,
0: free time. <clears throat> I'd still like to have time to play some <clears throat> video games. I think I need to play less than what I do now. But it is something that brings me a lot of joy as a pastime. Um, I would like to get into tinkering a little bit more. Uh, one of the things that I did for a while was um, modify dart guns. I mentioned before that I have a whole bunch of those in my office to just kind of shoot at stuff. But I used to, you know, paint them and and modify them to increase performance and all that stuff, and it was fun. Um.
1: I'd like to start painting again, or drawing at least. I really enjoyed that, and it was funny because I was painting with Polly the other day and realized how much I miss it. Yeah. You know, it's just a relaxing activity that I get a lot of enjoyment from just doing. Not necessarily, you know, because it's a great work of art or anything, but I just in. I enjoy doing it and yeah. <clears throat> I don't know find it it's it's a good way to relax
0: um I feel like that's I'd redundant
1: like, well more renaissance fair stuff would mm-hmm. be great we love yeah. the fairs so. Run
0: fair is another thing that we did a lot as a couple before kids and we still try to do at least once a year but we could definitely both do with more of it
1: mm-hmm I think it'll be easier as the kids get older, though, too, because they'll be...
0: it a fantastical time. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> um, time spent together, I think, is... Kind of goes with all of that, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, volunteer work in five years.
1: Volunteer work. I don't know. I think... I'm hoping to increase the amount I do, but by that point in time, we may be out of the preschool stage. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it just depends on what is in store for us as far as kids go.
0: I think it's important to get the kids involved in it. Um, I feel like for myself, my time is better spent trying to make money. And I would rather just so give, divide and conquer give more of my money <laughs> because uh, I don't know I'm not great with people and I feel like a lot of that is requires those people skills that I don't have yeah so I th- that covers all of our five-year dream board goals um, again I think it is important to have the here and now goals but to also think about where you want to be in five years and make sure that your here and now so get you on that track um so it's important to think what do you want to be doing where would you like to be who do you want to be um things you have to save up for you know all that stuff needs to be taken into consideration
1: i like to do a word of the year but i haven't nothing has spoken to me so last year our word was cherish which ended up having a lot of meaning that was outside of what we expected it to cause I mean initially I was thinking we will probably have a baby by the end of the year and to cherish the times there but we ended up cherishing our own kids more and each other and just everything we did have
0: which is in light of those
1: losses you know so I think and even you know the times that we were pregnant Cherishing the little bit of time you had. Yeah. Um, so it made it just that having that word first and foremost, which actually came to me in prayer, um, helped us to get through it. And so I'd like to do the word of the year again. I just haven't. I don't know for one thing, I haven't had time to really pray about it. And for another, I kind of feel like I need to figure out what the overall theme this year is before I can really find a direction there. So that's to be, to be determined yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers it for our 2018 goals. Now, any um, sign-off notes? Nope. That's
1: right. pretty much everything.
0: Thank you for listening.